Welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. Enjoy the story. Academy Days, Episode 24, Alone Space. Nora Arjean hurried down the hallway of Easton Christian Academy, her backpack slung over one shoulder. With everyone in their weekly small groups, the hallway was empty. She glanced through the rectangular windows in the closed door she passed. Girls sat in tight circles, some of them chatting, some bent over open Bibles, and still others with bowed heads. The guy groups were all on the first floor in the library, chapel, and science lab. Anyone not involved in small group had flex time in the cafeteria or outside. How had Chandler and her brother snuck back up to disrupt a third-floor meeting? Nora pressed her lips together. Whatever. She had math to do, and she needed a quiet spot in which to do it. Maybe she should try to drop small group. At first, it had been a great time to get one-on-one algebra help from Carmen, but lately Carmen had been dodging math questions and pushing Bible study, prayer, and heart-to-heart talks. Nora rolled her eyes, like Carmen London or Lacey had any idea how to solve her problems. She glanced towards the restroom. No. She'd learned her lesson about seeking sanctuary there. Besides, Wendy Wells, or Rilla Myers, was probably already in residence redoing hair for the tenth time that day. Beyond the vacant student lounge, Nora passed several more classrooms with shut doors. Then, just before the biggest classroom at the end of the floor, Nora spotted the little hallway that led to the janitor's closet in the faculty restrooms. The janitor's closet. No one would come there at this time of the morning. She tried the door, and it creaked open, revealing an array of buckets, cleaning supplies, and papered products. Wrinkling her nose against the sharp tang of chemicals in the air, Nora flipped on the light, pulled the door shut behind herself, and edged past the janitor cart to a clearer area. Then she saw a second door. A closet within a closet? What a diced-up building. Nora pulled open the second door and gaped at brass bars blocking her entrance. Wow, Wendy had been right for once. School detention really was like prison. She rummaged in her backpack for the keychain that held her pepper spray, mini alarm, and a weighty but slender flashlight. She probably could shed this extra baggage here in Easton, but the flashlight would help her now to figure out what the school kept locked in a cage behind a janitor's closet. A few strobes of the light showed her what the cage was, an old elevator, probably original to the sewing factory previously housed in the building. Now this would be the perfect place to seek refuge when she needed some alone space. She slid the gate open and found another light switch inside the elevator. Good. She'd have enough light to do her homework without trying to juggle a flashlight. Nora swung the inner door of the closet shut and settled onto the floor of the car. She could even eat her lunch here since she'd packed and get through a few chapters of her new book report assignment. She worked through one problem, then paused to pull a hoodie out of her backpack. Apparently this elevator shaft didn't have a heat source. She looked around, and then up at the row of buttons near the light switch. 
Did the elevator actually still work? Math, focus. Problem 14. Problem 15. But if the buttons did work, where did that fourth button take the car? The few times she'd ridden in the main elevator, it only had options for three floors. Nora pushed her notebook and textbook into her backpack and stood to her feet. Well, there was only one way to find out. Nora slid the gate closed and pushed in the top button, and the elevator jolted into motion, moving upward with a metallic squeal that surely echoed through the framework of the entire building. Nora grinned, imagining the ghost stories Wendy would concoct about the screaming phantom of Easton Christian Academy. The elevator leveled, and the lattice of the gates revealed another sliding door with diamond-shaped windows in it. Nora slid both doors opened and stepped out into a long, naturally-lit room that stretched the length of the school. Above her, the eaves of the roof peaked in a high ceiling. Nora slid both doors closed again and faced the room. What was all this junk? Tables covered in drop cloths, old crates and boxes, dusty ladder-back chairs. Nora caught sight of a cluster of odd shapes and stepped further into the room. Halfway down the attic, she halted and blinked at the grouping in the far corner. Headless bodies? No. Hold on. Those were dress forms. Nora rolled her eyes. Duh, the place had been a sewing factory. All this clutter must be left over from the old days of the building. Honestly, somebody needed to do some serious cleanup. At the far end of the attic, posters of models wearing Sawyer garments were still attached to the wall. Striped long-sleeved pajamas, white-collared and full-skirted dresses and shirtwaists of various colors made for a 1950s fashion show in the frames of the curled and yellowed advertisements. Crazy. Nora mumbled and stuck out a foot to nudge a box just beneath the fashion plates. The side of the cardboard collapsed and a collection of yellow newspapers slid sideways and across the floor. Oops, no need to leave signs someone had been up here that wasn't supposed to be. She grouped the papers back into a pile and was just about to plop them into the broken box when a headline caught her attention. Fire set by Sawyer Garment Employee. Nora scanned the first paragraph of the article. Apparently a sewing floor girl had attempted to burn down the factory after being repeatedly fined for sewing errors she claimed were not her fault. Lena Mallory claims to have set the fire not to destroy the factory, but to protest unfair treatment. Mallory alleges that her floor supervisor repeatedly distracted her in a personal vendetta to hamper Mallory's work. Mallory, one of three sisters, accused the floor supervisor of jealousy over the recent marriage of Mallory's eldest sister to Harvey Sawyer, son of the factory's owner. This newspaper cannot confirm or deny such hearsay, but, according to several other employees on the sewing floor, Lena Mallory herself was of a fiery disposition and a supporter of union strikes as well as vigilante tactics. Mallory? Why did that name sound familiar? According to Sawyer Public Relations, 
Mallory has not been dismissed, but has been removed along with her younger sister to another Sawyer factory location. Seriously, they just sent Lena away and done nothing to the floor supervisor. Nora flung the paper down. Apparently, backing off was the only option for most people facing injustice. Lena's mistake had been letting her emotions lead her actions. Nora brushed her hands together. Lena should have put a case together built on facts and evidence, cold and slow, maybe, but effective. The squeal of the elevator car moving back down the shaft sent Nora jogging back across the attic. Was there any other way of getting out of here? What if the call button on this floor was broken and she got stuck up here and had to shout at somebody from a window? She'd end up in an after-school detention, and everybody would chalk her up to be just like Xavier. She stood next to the elevator doors and listened, waiting to hear what activity would come next. Pushing the call button now would only bring whatever staff member was using the elevator straight to her. She'd wait until all was quiet before trying to recall the car. A groan, like a giant foot. Sliding across a wet floor signaled the elevator was in motion again. A moment later, Nora saw the gate appear through the windows of the door. Well, at least she could do homework in detention. Nora stepped back a few paces and folded her arms. Hopefully, whoever came through that door made their lecture short and snappy. Miss Mallory stepped from the elevator and stood just outside its threshold. So, it is Nora Arjin. I thought I would find Carmen doing more research. Perhaps I did not expect to see you. Carmen has been up here. You did not know about Carmen and Ivor's research project last semester. Nora shrugged. Why would I? Miss Mallory cocked her head. You are in small group with her, no? You, Lacy, London, Carmen. That is what the list says in the office. Seriously, she taken time to read a list of groups. Sure, we're in the same group, but that doesn't mean I know all of Carmen's business. It was an extensive project and very interesting. I would imagine Carmen talked of it often. Nora shrugged again. Maybe she did. I don't listen to half the stuff my group talks about. Ah. Miss Mallory nodded. She stood there, watching Nora, waiting. So, are you going to turn me in for sneaking around? Nora asked, chin up. Miss Mallory smiled. So brave you look, like Jeanne of Arc going into battle. Miss Mallory laughed and turned back into the elevator. Come, no punishments today. She stood aside, and Nora entered the car. With one finger on the ground floor button, Miss Mallory eyed Nora. But do not use my elevator again without asking. Your elevator, Miss Mallory tossed her head. According to Carmen, still she didn't start the car. She is a very deep girl, Nora, like you. She has a strong spirit, a face de pain. Without gripping onto every hand, she passes. Kind of girl, Miss Mallory tapped her finger lightly against the call panel. But the difference is, I believe that 
She has found a very big hand, one strong hand, to hold her. Nora jerked her gaze away from Miss Mallory's and grabbed up her backpack. I know a metaphor when I hear one, Miss Mallory. Are you taking up preaching these days? Miss Mallory laughed and finally pushed a button. The floor vibrated beneath their feet. Like Stephen and his friends, I am called to serve food. She rubbed her hands together, and I love serving food. Nora frowned. Stephen, who? Miss Mallory shook her head. Nora, you've got to start listening. Shoving her hands into the pouch of her hoodie, Nora resorted to her right of silence. A perfectly good algebra session interrupted by her brother and that goon Chandler, an attic full of moldering garbage, a cook who had her own elevator. The school was a nutty place. On the ground floor again, Nora strode past Miss Mallory, past the walk-in freezers, and out into the crowded cafeteria. She'd put up with it all exactly three more hours, and then she'd get her alone space, space for concentrating on the important things. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. Until next time.